Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Fantastic Minute, the show where we talk about Wes Anderson's Fantastic Mr. Fox, one minute at a time. My name is Tyler Boudreaux. And I am Condra Boudreaux. And we're the amateur nerds. All right, we're here to talk about Minute 32 of Fantastic Mr. Fox, which starts with a shot of a severed tail, and it ends with Ash whining. Well, there's lots of minutes that end with Ash whining, so we're focusing on Ash whining. About not wanting to apologize to Christopherson. Yeah. Which is the worst kind of whining. Yeah, pretty much. So we have kind of a split minute between the farmers and the critters. Mm-hmm. Which Outdoor is always, and indoor. Which is always a good way to organize the minute. So yeah, we have Bean going over and picking up the severed tail. And he says in a Rick Olay delivery, we missed the fox, but we got the tail. Yes, that is a very... Expository. Clunk- yeah, I was going to say clunky line, but... It's the lighting in this scene is kind of very it's ominous, it's dark. It doesn't bode well for the upcoming and then it definitely doesn't bode well when he calls up his unknown Petey, whoever Petey is, which is so very exciting that we're finally getting introduced to him. Uh he asks for five hundred rounds of ammunition, three shovels, and two pickaxes. And I was thinking about why there's only two pickaxes. I think it's because Bunce is too short to use a pickaxe. You actually do have to have some height to get good leverage with a pickaxe. And I feel like Bunce is just too short. Or Bean is just too good to use a pickaxe. Either or. Unclear. Well, no matter what, there's never going to be three people pickaxing at once. That would be not very useful. Because... No. I mean, I've done... So I've used pickaxes in archaeological sites and stuff to get down layers and you'll have five people going at the same time with a pickaxe and like just to run the pass kind of thing just to move a lot of like loosen a lot of dirt quickly well i think that's not bean's plan it's to loosen the dirt and one person can shovel out the dirt that is being loosened at the time i also i think it has something to do with bunce's height though because that you wouldn't get any leverage there i don't think it matters but 500 rounds of ammunition you know that's a lot that's several a lot and then you didn't specify what kind of ammunition no that's a classic movie thing i'll have one beer please especially because they as we were talking about last time they've got different types of guns so that yeah it's just a a good mess good right mess we do so we have a shot of bean picking up the tail and then we cut back to like a medium shot of his torso and holding the tail but bunce doesn't fit into the medium shot which I thought was kind of an interesting thing. And then we also see uh, Bogus just... No, Bunce is in the medium shot, but it's just barely it's his just head. It's just barely his head. And he's also, at that point, holding the tail. Like, he, he for some reason, they like, transfer the tail to Bunce, so they're all doing something in the shot. Yeah, but you can see, like, Bogus and Bean, like, a lot. And yeah. Bogus is, like, eating some toast or something. Yeah. Nom, 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 nom. Bunce is just, like, you can only barely see his head. Yeah. Which is comedic in general. Yes, and I wonder if that in some part has to do with over-exaggerating their features and... Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Heightening the comedy effect of that. <laughs> Heightening? A... Do we have anything else to say about the, the farmers outside? Other than we finally hear Petey's... Well, we've seen Petey, but he's never been identified as Petey. Because in the original shot of Bean's farm, when they were... when He's Badger, holding a banjo that says Petey. He's holding a banjo. But, like, you got to pause to see that kind of thing. So this is, like, one of our first real... We're starting to get I think you're over-exaggerating the closeness to Petey. You're too excited, I I'm think. very excited about Petey. 
He's got like one scene. Um, but it's a great scene. Yes. You sing it all the time. Okay. Moving on to the critters. The we, indoors. Yes. We get a nice little shot of Mrs. Fox sewing up Mr. Fox's tail, or lack thereof. The remnants of his tail. Considering all things considered, she's doing it very neatly. Like I'm wondering, like how much blood does actually go into a fox's tail? Like a finger. I I don't know a whole lot about fox's anatomy. So like, do they have the ability to move their tail? Like what kind of muscles? Like what kind of pain I would, would that? Be ab- similar to a dog, where most of the tail is actually connected as just the last couple inches. But then again, the one I, you see foxes walking around, their their tails just kind of sag. They don't really do anything i was going to comment regardless there's minimal blood for this yeah it's not like not no part of your body gets cut off and then there's this little blood this is obviously movie magic to keep a a lighter rating yeah but still it's it Uh, it could be frightening i don't know i mean it's a little disturbing (laughs) yeah it's a little disturbing more than anything but i don't know if i'd call it frightening and i think they in the way they did it, it's a very clean way of doing it. Like, the the staining isn't too bad, but it's still enough for people to be aware. Like, oh, that's where it happened. And it's not the only Band-Aid we see, but it's just the first. So I wonder yes. if this initial well, this is one... is more of a gauze yeah. on Mr. Fox's rear end to stop the bleeding and help it get sewn all together. Yeah. Does he have to go see a doctor to get it all sewn together? Or I don't know just... if there's time. Like, oh, that Nothing is... really happens between... Yeah. Yeah, that is true. And then Ash asks if his tail will grow back because Ash Ash is dumb and doesn't pay attention in school. What? Ash, you have a tail. You should know this. But we do get our first canon reptile. So they mention lizards and how some lizards have the ability to grow back their tail. Yeah. And this is, we were chatting about this way back when, about are there amphibians, are there reptiles in this universe? Yeah. But there are lizards it's just unclear whether or not they are sentient. sentient. And that goes back to our discussion of domestication and size and... <laughs> <laughs> what is sentience in the first place? Are we even really alive? Are we in the Matrix? What is life? What are cows? So yeah, clearly tails don't grow back. I don't know how we got to... Sixth and three quarters grade or Or 12 and a half fox years old. Yeah. But can we, before we go back to talking about what they're talking about, the living room is so beautiful and like quaint. It's got lovely little acorn wallpaper and it's got more of those acorn lights that we were talking about that were on the outside of the tree. Um, There's a small lightning painting which is impressive because of how like small and detailed it mm-hmm. is and there's another one that's kind of cut off on the left side so there's two paintings that you see so i just wonder how much of the house is covered in these paintings yeah and it's it's so beautifully done in terms of a claymation where you know every single detail needs to be full of something someone designed every single detail mm-hmm. and i think back to other claymation movies and usually the backgrounds are just kind of nothing there yeah maybe like one or two little things in the background yeah i wonder too because i'm thinking like Coraline also came out this year and while we're not talking about Coraline, that is another movie that's got some intense detailing in the background and yes it, but only sometimes only sometimes 
not the way this does. And so I'm wondering if there's something technologically or intent, because if you think like Wallace and Gromit or even Nightmare, like there's stuff going on in the background, but not, no, no way comparable to these two movies. And I wonder if it's just like skill level or lack thereof skill level and really wanting to ramp it up and being like, look at this art. If you're making a claymation movie, you clearly have funding and time. Otherwise, no claymation movies would ever get made. Mm -hmm. I think this is true. Yeah. So it might just be that this was a passion project for Wes Anderson. He really wanted to get every single little thing done. And for other claymation artists, they kind of know the trick of the trade. They know like what you need and what you don't need. They don't they don't go overboard because they might be trying to run a tighter ship in terms of budget. Where as Wes Anderson might be kind of just going all out. Yeah, definitely. But th- this is just theorizing. Yeah, there's no solid answers. Oh shoot. Sorry, can I jump back really quick? Yeah, you can jump around. Back to the Hute when um, Bogus Buns and Bean were outside. We had a very subtle Bogus Buns and Bean scoring. It was slowed down and kind of creepy and just like a little bit ominous just to add to the lighting and that kind of stuff. So back into the animals now. We get some acorns and then we get Ash being an absolute jerk to his cousin. Again. Again. Ash is like, well... My dad got his tail shot off, but it's not as bad as Christopherson's dad. <laughs> he says uh, he's got one foot in the grave and the I mean, other three feet in, on, on a banana, banana peel. Which is interesting because when a human uses that uh, metaphor or whatever, it's like one foot on a grave and the other on a banana peel. There's two. Yeah. And it kind of makes sense. Like, Why would it's it a rock in a hard place yeah. kind of thing. But one foot in the grave is kind of the thing that you say it's like the first half of a phrase that you don't need to say the second half and people get your favorite like, thing to do yes like if you can't stand the heat you don't need to say the second half so one foot in the grave is the thing you get, you need to say for people to understand that oh this is the metaphor he's doing but in animal terms it's one foot in the grave and three feet on banana peels how many banana peels are just laying around i know also wouldn't only one foot in the be- in the grave be less severe than like three feet in the grave or like so what so is Ash judging the severity of Christopherson's father's condition like what what kind of commentary is that on that too and then even thinking about I'm really not super familiar with like I don't feel like I hear that phrase all that often it's not that common anymore so he says that, and you get some of the best reaction faces. Yeah, ever. Mrs. Fox, like her jaw drops, and she does a her dramatic head turn, huge eye widening. Kylie's there, just like, "What's going on?" Her face goes through. Felicity's face goes through such a range of emotions while Christopherson is or Ash is just speaking, and it ends up with just this absolute like horror look. And Mr. Fox is so apathetic this whole minute or his whole time he doesn't really say anything this minute well no he does because he's like i won't have a tail like tails don't grow back i will be tailless for the rest of my life he's he's, taking this quite well actually yeah and it's he sounds a little sad a little apathetic a little like stunned so i'm just wondering like is there like a not like flight or flight but there's like that repressive kind of like adrenaline kind it's not adrenaline it's the opposite of that but like something that kind of just like wall like puts you in a wall basically so you don't feel anything i wonder if he's experiencing that 
But do I foxes think, do that? Well, no, obviously. <laughs> but I think what's happening right now is Mr. Fox thinks that this is going to be the only consequence for his actions. Mm. He's like, oh no, they shot my tail off. And then he, at the end of the day, he's like, oh, that's not that bad. So it's not really affecting him that much. Yeah. He doesn't realize what more is going to come. Otherwise, he would be more serious yeah. or more emotional. Yeah. But right now, he's just like, eh, they shot my tail off. I guess I'm sad about not having a tail for the rest of my life. But at the end of the day, like, that's the price I pay. Mm-hmm. If he even feels that much remorse. Yeah, and he doesn't seem to really react to Ash's comments either. He's pretty... Well, he's also getting his butt sewn up. That is true. But poor Christofferson. He... Yeah, Christofferson gets a little angry and passive-aggressive. He throws an acorn. In the, one of the coolest shots ever. Not like camera shot, but like kind of thing basketball shot. Yeah, he like throws an acorn on the ground. It like bounces around the, uh, the framing of the door. door and into his teacup, which is empty. Yeah. And then claims that he's going to go meditate for half an hour. And in the back, Sorry, I'm going to talk about the background again a bit. Um, they have a French press... That's chill. And then a teapot. And it seems like they had a bowl of pine cones. And it's like, foxes don't eat pine cones. No maybe one really. a decorative bowl. It could be. But also that'd be a maybe little weird. Maybe adds a smell or something. Oh, maybe. But you can see their little dish soap and stuff. It's like, an, it's again, another instance of such good detailing. And like, yes, these are things you would see in a kitchen. Precisely. I wanted to say about Christopherson's passive aggression... That I think meditating angrily is like the most passive aggressive thing you can do because literally meditation is like being passive and not doing anything, but doing it as a form of aggression. So, yeah. Yeah, no, it's a uh, it's really one of the first times we see Christofferson really, truly emote. Other yeah. than him crying, but like this is a <laughs> other than when he cried. But like this is the first time we've seen him angry. Angry. Yeah. And he had so many opportunities and every right to be angry. And he still hasn't lost his temper. He does the one throw thing, but he doesn't really damage anything. If he had, like, broken the teacup or something, that, that would have been, been one nuts. thing. But um, also that acorn throw seems like it was probably fun to animate. Just kind of, like, have an acorn. I like, move can't imagine they would have stopped motioned that. That would have taken... It doesn't really look like the computer animation, The computer though. animation? I don't know. It's a tricky shot because it's one of those things that they could have layered it. So Ash could have been stop motion still, but then they just animated the acorn. But yeah, uh, what I wanted to say about Mr. Fox in general was, I don't know like what tails do for foxes in terms of like balance, but it'd be wicked funny if for the rest of the movie, Mr. Fox just fell over constantly. <laughs> That would have changed the tone of the movie so intensely if he had just started falling all the time. It'd be like us losing our big toe. Yeah, it's it's an interesting thing to think about because it's like not super addressed for the rest. Well, it's kind of like, it's very the, passively. The tail itself is addressed, but Mr. Fox's lack of tail is not really a conflict for the rest of the movie. So with the meditation and going back to thinking about Christofferson too, Felicity then has a great follow-up. Oh, yeah. So Ash, or Christofferson says that he's going to go meditate for half an hour, and Felicity snaps and says, you have 29 minutes to think of a proper apology. 
And it's just, Felicity's had so many good lines these last few minutes. We're just, like, yeah. prime. And the whole, like, 29 minutes is, like, it's a clever way to be, like, you have got time. But that, that apology needs to be ready for mm-hmm. when he's done. Yeah. And then Ash freaks out. And like, well, like, why do I have to apologize? Which is like a little jerk, Ash. Yeah. Respects Christopherson. Yeah. <laughs> Kylie in the whole minute too just looks absolutely bewildered and he's like what am I what am I yeah Kylie is definitely like not the type that wants to get involved no that's all I have for oh no that's just more shocked face notes I just really liked the shock faces I wrote it down a couple of times yeah I think we we did good not a lot of Charactery stuff. In well, this other than minute. Christopherson, I would say Christopherson gets a big jump yeah. in this minute. A lot of dialogue, but more factual stuff than big character development. Yeah. Not a lot to dig into. I wonder where. Sorry, I wonder where um, Christopherson goes to meditate. Does he go into his and Ash's room? Like, I feel like that would just make me angrier if I were to go into the room of the guy that was just an absolute jerk to me. Uh, maybe went into the bathroom or something. Maybe. I don't know. I was just thinking about it. Uh, so we haven't that's talked about fox bathrooms. Ooh, no, we have not. Is it like a litter box? Because you can like train a bunny to go in a litter box. And, like... Although I wonder if we flash back to when they're moving in and we get that, that weird like exterior shot, but we can see the interior of the house. Yeah. I wonder if that would tell us. Oh, I don't know. Okay. I don't want to uh, go back, though. Let's wrap it up. Alrighty. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Uh, you can follow us. On the Twitter, at Amateur Nerds is the show page. You can follow me personally at Tyler Booty, T-Y-L-E-R-B-O-U-D-Y. If you have any comments, questions, thoughts about future minutes, you can email us at AmateurNerdsPresent at gmail.com. Keep listening to us. Rate, Tell your friends. Rate, review, subscribe. iTunes, Google Play. Over- Apple Podcasts. App, yeah. That's what iTunes oh, is. Uh, yeah. Um, and, and we'll catch you next time for Minute 33 of Fantastic Minute. We hope you have a fantastic day. Fantastic.